0: Welcome to Season 8 of the Leadership Educator Podcast, your source for knowledge and expertise on facilitating leadership learning. Passionate about leadership education? You want to expand your resource toolbox with practical teaching, learning, and program design strategies? This is the podcast for you. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Welcome to the Leadership Educator Podcast. I'm Dan Jenkins, Professor of Leadership and Organizational Studies at the University of Southern Maine.
1: And I'm Lauren Bullock, Assistant Professor of Instruction at Temple University. And so in in our eighth season, we are focused on research and scholarship in the field. Um, We're asking the central question, where do leadership educators go for research? And so we've talked to journal editors. We've talked to leadership scholars and peer reviewers, all with that question at the center or just in mind. In today's episode, we bring the leaders of a leadership community that's really important to both Dan and I. Um, we look into the organizing roles in leading the ILA's leadership scholarship member community. I say that slowly, so I don't get lost in the title and, and start mumbling and fumbling. But we're here today with the current chair, Dr. Rich Whitney, Professor of Organizational Leadership and Program Chair at University of Laverne and past chair, Dr. Lori Niffen, assistant professor of leadership at Fort Hayes State University. Both will share their insights on the member community, um, encourage us, you know, to get involved, share resources and opportunities that the member community provides for leadership, scholars and researchers. So welcome to the show, Rich. Thank you. Lori. welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. You are welcome. We're happy to have you all here.
0: Yeah, really excited, and I guess we should say welcome back, Rich, because uh, we were as we were chatting just before we jumped on. Uh, that you and Jazz Collins had been on late, late, late in the uh, in December of twenty one to chat about your new directions for student leadership issue, and so our listeners can check that one out as well. In their in their free time, right? Um, so, but we'd love to love to jump in to this conversation, and y'all are both definitely friendly faces, and I know we've enjoyed a many a craft beer at conferences uh rich uh, over the years i think Corey a similar person introduced us maybe a decade ago or something like that in an ila conference and i don't think i've ever been to an ale where i haven't run into lori so that's always good to to see y'all and you know before we get into the ila leadership scholarship member community would you all share just a little bit about how you got into each of your teaching roles at your institutions um, and then also how did you end up running for the member community chair roles Laura, do you want to start us out and then then Rich?
2: Sure. So I've been in my current role at Fort Hayes since August of 2020. That was a really fun time to transition to a new city and a new workplace. But I graduated um, from UNC Greensboro in December of 2019. And I was at a a point, as many are at the end of their doctoral journeys, where I kind of just wanted a break and I wasn't going to look for jobs yet. And then this job opened. So for those of you who know um, Jill Arnsdorf, she became our provost and a spot opened in this department. And it was one of those things where everything aligned. I'm from Kansas. Where I'm at now is just four hours from my family. I was really wanting to get back into a department of leadership in which um, I had multiple colleagues focusing on leadership. Education and it was just a very exciting position, we have programs on campus and online and it just really felt like a really good uh, fit for me so that's kind of how I ended up here. Um, and then as far as the leadership scholarship member community, being in a tenure track role and starting on right teaching and scholarship and service, this became a really good opportunity for me to jump into some professional service. I have been attending the member community meetings since 2018 uh, and had gotten to know, and, and we'll talk about more how people can get invited uh, into the member community, but that's one way is just to start coming to the annual meetings. And I got familiar with what the member community was. And it became a, a really great opportunity for me to spend a little bit more time with the ILA.
0: Yeah, and that totally resonates with me because I got dragged. I think it was Matt Salchick and Rob McManus that that somehow uh, influenced me or tricked me into running for the uh, leadership education uh, back when they were member uh, MIGs, the member interest groups that evolved into the member communities. I mean, what a great way to, to meet people and give back and network. And it's just... Uh, it, it's a lot of work. And if you're passionate about that area of the association, I mean, it's it's a just a fantastic way to to, I guess, but also dive into the deep end and definitely was helpful for finding folks to collaborate with and writing projects or presentation projects as a tenure, someone on the tenure track. So Rich, what in the world would a full professor be doing in this space? Tell us about that, Rich. <laughs>
3: well I, I of course started out as a full professor but no uh, <laughs> I did
0: this the wrong way oh my god
3: <laughs> what's happening uh, when how did I get to Laverne I was at the university uh I was at DePaul University in Chicago and was teaching in student affairs and um, I was uh, my research and the things that I like to talk about is in leadership I wanted to move back out west, uh, and then the University of Laverne, uh, which I didn't know was out there, uh, had this position. And so I read it, and it wasn't exact fit for me in what they were they're advertising for, uh, but I decided to send my, my resume, and they called and said that my resume spoke to them, my CV spoke to them. I said, well, I hope it said good things. And uh, and we finally uh, made it all work, and I got to come here. And then when I got here, I was teaching exactly the things that I wanted to talk about, identity and personal leadership and program development and, so, and theory and everything I wanted was exactly what, what I wanted to do. So I've been here for eight years uh, in the doctoral program, uh, and I've been the chair for the last five years, I think, and that's been a, a fun and interesting. I got into the ILA my first conference, I think was in 2006 or 2007. Uh, we were in Amsterdam. And I went and I just immediately fell in love with with the ILA. And I was watching scholars walking through the halls and people that you read about. And then there were student affairs people there, and there were faculty there, and there were consultants there. And so I loved the combination of of people coming together to talk about leadership. So from the very beginning. And then started drinking beer with a lot of people. And then I got called in to, uh, to be on a few podcasts like this. Uh, but how did I find the, the scholarship member community? I was kind of searching for a place to go. Uh, the first time I went to scholarship member community a long time ago, it was a bit intimidating because of the people that were running it. And so I wanted to be in there. I wanted to be part of what was do- that was that what was going on there. And then I looked at the education, I looked at the development, and then I became the chair of a doctoral program. So I got involved with the, I think they were called interest groups or related groups, and it was doctoral programs. So I started to work in that area. And then I got connected with uh, Gus was doing the doctoral consortium that we'll talk about in a little bit. And Kathy Guthrie was in there. And then I took over the chair of that. And then we're doing the member community and some shuffling there. And so we decided that the doctoral consortium and scholarship member community made sense. And went in there, Shelley Wilsley, uh, I think we were all tricked into uh, into taking on the, the leadership roles by somebody, or tricked isn't the word, but invited to take on the leadership roles. Uh, so I went into that and got to work with Lori and now I'm the chair. So I think that was a long answer to um, to getting to here. Back to full professor.
1: I think the word is voluntold there you go (laughs) that is I feel like that's the word I feel like half my CV is voluntold
3: right that should be be a subsection
1: man listen let me tell you
0: yes
1: (laughs) maybe when I get tenure and feel bold enough I'm going to redo my CV and add in just kind of whatever I want to add in and and make it spicy and fun so, you know, y'all, have um, talked about, you know, how you got in your role. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what opportunities there are? Like Rich, you mentioned the doctoral consortium and I went in October when it was in DC, by far the most convenient ILA. I think I hopped, I like made a right out of my development, hopped on 50 and then made a right into like the hotel parking lot. So I'm always a fan of it being that close. Um, but I remember I was, you know, I, I was in my dissertation process. I was a little stuck. And so sitting there for a full day with other folks and hearing different components for the doctoral consortium helped me go back with a renewed energy for resources and kind of like a a nice little kick in the tail to, to, you know, kind of get me going. Um, Can you talk a little bit about maybe that, but then also some other opportunities that people will have? And both of y'all can jump in if they're a part of the member community.
3: Yeah. The doctoral consortium, I think the first time I remember seeing it was when we were in uh, West Palm Beach, and I think Gus and Kathy Guthrie were in doing that and so I was walking by the room a couple times and seeing what they were doing and I thought oh that's a great idea. And then I think it went from Gus to Kathy and then um, I don't remember how I became involved with it directly but um, I've been chairing and putting it together for the last few years. and. Uh, It's just a great way to help doctoral students, no matter where they are in the process, from summer as early as I think I want to be a doctoral student, to their writing chapter five. So they come in and uh, we just meet them where they are. We try to give them all sorts of things about working with their chairs, about setting their theoretical framework, about goals, about writing, uh, the research and the method piece. So I, I think that everybody finds a little bit of something that's in there. And we've done it online and we've done it in person. Uh, we have an online one coming up, a little shameless plug here, uh, April 25th. So just a couple uh, more weeks. Uh, and then we'll be online with that so that there's still time to be in there. And then we'll, again, we'll do it or we'll do it again in Vancouver. So if you can't make it to April, we'll do it again. Or if you liked it so much in April, you want to go again, we'll be there again. Other things that you can do with the, the member community is just getting involved and helping us to, to expand and create a network of scholars interested in different topics in leadership and how we can kind of build that out so that we can be uh, scholars who are connecting um, and meeting with people. Uh, that's how I wrote um, a book with within Student Affairs, was just meeting with people that have like interests with me. Uh, and so we want to do the same thing with the scholarship areas or meeting people that you didn't realize how connected your topics were with somebody else. And uh, what else? What else do we have, with Lori, that we can have them doing?
2: Yeah, I could talk a little bit about the Emerging Scholars Research Consortium. It's our other kind of signature program out of this member community. So after you've gotten great uh, advice and workshopping with a doctoral consortium, you can come back and present your research uh, through this, uh, this Emerging Scholars Research Consortium, which basically connects junior scholars and senior scholars through somewhat of a mentoring program, but really focused around the junior scholars research. And this is something I participated in in 2019. I actually came to uh, ILA two days after I defended my dissertation and then got to talk to everyone about it through this and other sessions, which was a really wonderful experience to, to be on that side of it and, and sharing what I had learned. And so uh, what's what people do in this, you could be a student or you could be kind of an emerging uh, or newer scholar in the leadership field and you submit a, a poster presentation on some unique research. And you do that through the normal uh, submission platform, just uh, like the other call for proposals. But instead of submitting as a regular poster or into one of the other sessions, you specifically submit it to this, this program. And so then it, it gets evaluated separately. And uh, if accepted into that, then you create your poster and on site, you would uh, be paired with a senior scholar in the program, and they would get to hear you talk about your research, give you feedback, and just get to know you. Sometimes those relationships might just be there in the room that day, uh, but others might last uh, beyond that. So I got to be paired with Kathy Guthrie in 2019, and uh, it was a great opportunity for us to connect over things that we both really cared about, and it has led to a few things. She was uh, currently pulling together narratives for her um, culturally relevant leadership learning book and, and saw that the engaged research in my dissertation fit into that. And so I got this opportunity to share my narrative in that. Um, And we've stayed connected and and done some other writing projects together. So those relationships can kind of go beyond that one day. Uh, We also have that program online as well. So now that the um, ILA has moved to having a virtual platform, uh, we can uh, connect people in that virtual uh, conference or on-site, usually the first night of the conference. I think the other ways, as I mentioned, we usually have meetings or opportunities um, on-site so, uh, an opportunity to come and meet with the chair, uh, other members of our uh, member community. Usually, there's an annual meeting for every member community, and typically that has been on site. But since the virtual um, conferences have happened, those have um, been encouraged to move. To a virtual platform, usually right after or somewhere near the conference, because we've had a lot um, greater attendance. As you know, at the conference, you know a lot of times those are at 7 a.m. over breakfast, and you're just, you know, you've been out drinking beer with Rich and Dan uh, the (laughs) night before, and so it's hard to get, you know, more than five to ten people. And so those virtual convenings, um, keep a lookout for those. That's a really great way. That's how I got connected to the member community, Um, and there's other ways through that if you're getting connected to that there's um if those of you familiar with the ILA and and our members there's something called intersections which is kind of the the portal or the platform in which communication can happen and to actually become part of a member community you really just have to add that you manage your subscriptions to those and um, there's actually 13 member communities as part of the ILA and we're just one of those so you can kind of manage those and get information about all of them so so part of our member community is also just that network and that way to communicate um, in between conferences uh, and, and stay connected in that way, as well as volunteer for things like becoming a uh, someone who's on-site chairing a session. So helping to facilitate uh, sessions on-site uh, for our leadership stream.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate y'all sharing those those two programs, which have really become staple programs as part of the, the IL, I mean, just the ILA conference experience. I mean, my, my first ila was 2010 and i would gotten pulled into um a workshop with with a colleague at at a university of south florida at the time but i saw that there was this emerging scholars thing and i was like okay well i'm i was maybe a year before where you would have been uh lori cuz i i think i had I had just sent out my surveys around that time. And so I was about just kind of like chomping at the bit to get to analyze my data. And I was paired with a faculty member from the Jepson School or University of Richmond. And what just what a cool experience to to be able to get that type of mentorship outside of your your institution. And then I, you know, I love the opportunity so much that over the last few years, I've been able to pay it forward and served as a senior scholar myself to, I think, three or four times. I'm um, gonna be glad to do it again um, if, if given the opportunity. But we, we uh, and we've even had a couple of those folks on on the podcast, uh, John Wang and and, uh, and and Hannah Sunderman, and so that was that was awesome. And then the doctoral consortium, we've got a a young PhD program at our institution at Southern Maine, and we've now basically made it mandatory or to the point where like we have funding where we're like everybody should attend this doctoral consortium either in person or online and every single one that has gone was just like wow what an amazing experience and they they won't stop talking about each of the facilitators and what they got from them and the takeaways and the resources that they got and um i feel like i was a little bit late to the game with having a program like that because i know some other professional associations are really good about having like a teaching boot camp or a, you know, new to the faculty type of seminar or something like that. So having a doctoral consortium, it's like the perfect time, the perfect place to intervene with folks that are going to be our our next members of the academy. Right. And so, yeah, just really can't say enough about, about those two programs and, and what it's meant to, to folks that are part of the association.
1: You know, I'll I'll echo that too. And I wonder, um, y'all, in thinking about like moving forward, next steps. Like Rich, you talked about the the consortium that's coming up in April, and then the one that is coming up in October. Like, you know, what are you thinking in terms of like the future of this community? Meaning, are there some like low hanging fruit, some wish lists that you and Lori have? Like, you know, can you share a little bit about kind of what folks um, can be excited about in terms of the member community?
3: Yeah. Like Laurie was saying that we we have the meetings and we have uh, those are where we we meet people. Like we've met some of our consortium faculty from that, and then just expressing an interest in in getting involved. Uh, one of the ways I got involved with with ILA way back when was uh, when we had the list serve, I was the moderator that let people through to to be to be that person or to 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 share something with the whole ILA community. Um, but somebody that would help us with intersections and maybe that's where we start this this network of of scholars or scholarship ideas. So something as as simple as somebody saying, oh yeah, I would love to do that and help to manage that and work with you. That could be the things that are um, that one could get involved with. The stream team will be putting together how our programs will work at um, at the ILA conference in Vancouver. So we need people to to help with uh, just coordinating and introducing the people that are there. So if we have some chair people that somebody likes to get involved and likes to to do that and wants to us, uh, we generally t- group them by topics or some some connective tissue in there that that makes all of them work together. So if that would make sense for some, uh, they could get involved that way. Some other things that we're tr- Looking to do as we're moving more to the the, the scholarship or, or trying to bring more of a robust look at scholarship and leadership and what leadership scholarship actually means is putting in some more topics or some more sessions on how to publish or where to publish or how to write for publishing um when you, after you've been publishing for a bit how to read as a reader or be on the editorial board or being in those. Those things with journals, so that you're you're not only contributing to and making scholarship, but you're helping to get more people out there and and giving back uh, and being a leader in different ways to help with the leadership uh, scholarship. Uh, some of the other areas that we were talking about a little bit before this was the uh, the scholarship agenda and possibly how we could come back in to To help with with that or to support those those efforts, um, so those are some of the things that I can chat with Nathan Eva, who will be the incoming chair, uh, about how we might be able to to bring that back in. So, and if anybody has any ideas or they're thinking that scholarship to me means this, why aren't we doing this? Then send me an email, and we can chat about how to get it in uh, get it in there. Um, and how, it, how we can help scholars get their information out and then how we can support each other as scholars and how we can work together as scholars.
2: I think one thing I'd add is just kind of talking about the, the focus or the purpose of this member community because scholarship, it can happen in many areas. For example, Women in Leadership is another member community, right? You can do scholarship around Women in Leadership. And so sometimes people ask us, well, where should I submit my my proposal it's scholarship, but it's around this other topic. And so probably want to think about who your audience is and who you want to you know gather to that meeting. but when we're talking about a stream, we uh, you know go to a large conference and it's very diverse as far as you know why people show up and what they're presenting about. One way they organize the sessions is by uh, you know kind of tagging those or showing a stream around business leadership or public leadership and uh, leadership scholarship. And so sometimes, uh, well, a lot of times uh, when people are submitting to our our stream, it's it's a place where it it, it creates space for those who are doing really interesting scholarship and want a place to to talk about that. And maybe it doesn't fit squarely within another stream or maybe directly with the conference theme, but we want to be a place in which uh, we encourage people to kind of go outside of the box or um, bring really innovative uh, scholarship so they can submit it through that stream. But also what Rich is talking about is there's another way to think about that, which is um, your proposals in this stream can also be about method or methodology or the the process or current issues in leadership scholarship. And so we'd like to see even more proposals around that in the future um, to balance that with the the awesome research that is coming out? Or can you balance those in your proposal to talk about what's innovative about the topic and maybe what's innovative about the method um, or methodology used?
1: You know, I love some of the the things you share. It feels like what you want people to take away from is is two things. Like we're we're, to some extent used to meeting face-to-face. And so it literally provides a physical location where, you know, everybody in that space is going to want to talk about scholarship in some way and and sometimes it's just being in that community being in that physical space sometimes it's like serendipity which we always talk about on this show like the magic happens because people are in that space but then the other other piece feels a little bit more intentional and and i like that you shared the the method piece And, and maybe you can speak a little bit more about that part but but it feels like it's not just what we're studying but how are we looking at it and and you know, I always go back to how are we modeling leadership? If we're expecting innovation from our students and new ideas and fresh thinking, in what ways are we demonstrating that? You know, I always say we the adults, or I say I'm not over forty, but some of my friends are over forty who run these organizations, and my students know I'm lying, but but it's kind of how are we kickstarting ourselves? Like y'all have said, like after you kind of get into or establish a pattern or a habit around research. So that, does that feel true? Like it feels like those are the things you want folks to take away from their experience.
2: Yes. And I think, um, a lot of times we, in our own institutions or in our own space we might be isolated in uh, doing our leadership scholarship and I think that's what I think this member community is so special and we hear that from people is that you know they they, they want somewhere to come and talk about and innovate together. I think one of the sessions that I remember from from this community before I was really part of it was a symposium on critical inquiry and in leadership, and so there were several people who presented on how they use critical inquiry, and then you know they talk a little bit about their own, but then have dialogue across that, across the presenters, and kind of engage the audience as well. So that would be an example of something that would uh, be great to have within the the scholarship member community, um, as well as other things that are kind of on the, the forefront and. It just becomes a place where people can come talk specifically about that and not necessarily always just the content or the results that come from scholarship.
3: Yeah, I think that the method, we, we focus so much on just what we found, but then working with doctoral students, sometimes the the how you find it is so much more important than how you How you can you articulate that, how you organize it and how you present it back so that the 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 steps are there and you don't have to figure those out by reading between the lines on what they found and those kinds of things, but then. uh, The organization and how to get it out to help people understand. How you got it and where you got it and what it means so something like that just the method of the method might be a good kind of a topic to have at a at a conference to help mm-hmm. i know that other associations uh attend to writing and how to write and how to do all those things but i think that that we might just kind of expand it to to maybe a a session on each chapter what that means that might be something that we want to look at uh,
1: i'll attend i mean like i just I just defended my proposal and we spent a lot of time on my method and I didn't realize I like you know but until you're there talking about it and presenting you and, and then people are asking you questions so you get a little nervous like well I think I know but these this is my committee like do they know so even just talking about that dynamic so that it's less of a surprise um like I know when I did my my proposal there was a key piece that I was missing I thought I said it or made it clear, and so they're giving me this feedback. And then my my chair jumps in and kind of saves the day. And he's like, "No, X." And they're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, like let's go." And I'm like, "And it was centered around my method, and I just didn't know." And so, so when you do it, I'll I'll attend and bring my leadership friends so that we're all not in the dark. As I, I'll be the what is it the martyr? I'll be the method martyr. <laughs> for me to make this a robust experience. Don't worry.
3: Okay.
2: Don't mind, More- so-
3: So we got you volunteered for something. And, Lori, you caught when Dan volunteered earlier, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) But I also
2: want to go back to something because I feel like Lauren just very subtly said she just defended her proposal. Uh, I don't know if you all caught that, but congratulations, Lauren. That's really awesome.
1: Thank you. I've been like, yeah, I've been slipping it in randomly at places. Thank (laughs) you. So I did. I know our listeners have been waiting for this day because I feel like I've been talking about it since day one. So don't worry, I'm making progress, everybody.
3: Nice. That that old thing, the best dissertation is a done dissertation. Like we say it all the time, and it is also true.
1: (laughs) I want somebody to read my dissertation. Like I want somebody to actually download it and say, when you wrote on page 36 X, I was with you. That's all I want.
3: we all have dreams like i tell my students all the time if you read something and you have a question for the author like write to them don't think that they're larger than life that that they wrote this thing and they're just out there because when somebody sends you a question or an email you feel just like that lauren where you're like you did read page 36 oh and and you care and you have a question
0: yeah. Yeah, I've met, I mean, I, and I've shared on the podcast before, uh, Scott Allen, who does the Pernices podcast. That's that's how we met. I was telling somebody that story earlier today, like I was working on my dissertation and I needed to, my chair was like, well, you really need to ask the scholar if you're going to use his definitions of like instructional strategies or whatever it was. And um, so I wrote him and, you know, he wrote me back within the same day or the next day. And I was, but I was so nervous, you know, and <laughs> to do that, but right. They're just, they're just like everybody else. Right. You know? Um, and so, uh, and now we've and we've stayed in touch ever since. And but it's one of these funny things that yeah, I mean you know, and and you know, jokingly he was like, "You read my article, you're the one," you know. <laughs> and so same thing with dissertations for sure. So um, so yeah, um, yeah. So Rich, Rich, and Laura, I mean, y'all have shared so many great things about the the leadership scholarship member community today. Is there anything that we should have asked you that that we didn't that you'd love to share with with our listeners?
3: Should have, let's see we got this shameless plug for the upcoming uh doctoral Consortium so we'll just I'll say that again if you go to the ILA website I should have the uh, the website ready uh, but if you go to ILA and look for the doctoral Consortium there's that I can't think of anything anything else we're looking at um just building out a little bit more of the scholarship uh leader track at the Vancouver so uh stay tuned for some of that and some some more. Just topics on favorite scholarship from from scholars and some of that method stuff uh, we're hoping to start to introduce this year. Lori, can you think of anything?
2: I would just say, um, you know, obviously proposals are um, closed for, you know, this year in Vancouver, but we encourage you to think about attending um, either virtually or in person and think about coming to the stream or at least exploring some of those, you know, going to different sessions in the stream or um, coming to meet with um, some of us in the member community. I think the other thing that I would just share is just an invitation to anyone who wants to come to it. is a conference for anybody really interested in leadership in lots of capacities, not just education or development, but in lots of different sectors. And that's the thing that keeps me coming back is that I just feel so exposed to a lot of different ideas. And I always come back very... Um, just really intellectually stimulated from that conference. Um, and I actually came the very first time in 2009 as an undergraduate student. I had not even thought about leadership as a, a career, As a, I didn't really think of it as a whole field. Um, I was studying biology at the time and I thought that I was going to be a marine biologist, but nobody wanted to hire a Kansan for some reason to come, be uh, a marine biologist. But luckily, I attended ILA that, that year and um, was part of the student case competition, which is the signature program of leadership education. And I got to see this whole group of people, this world out there that um, uses scholarship to advance their practice. And um, it's just such a friendly organization. And then came back in 2013 when they they finally got a graduate division. And I hadn't been back since. And then the um, the emerging scholars consortium. So I th- I feel like there's there are points of entry, and and I think that is very intentional on behalf of the ILA to bring in students, to bring in emerging scholars. Maybe you're an advanced scholar in another field, but you're new to leadership. And so uh, attend and connect and uh, find a a way for you to share your scholarship, because I I think people will be interested and be with you. Like you said, Lauren, they'll they'll be on that page with you and say, that's that's really interesting. Yeah,
1: Your, Your comment just made me think of one like last thing, like I wish there was like an interdisciplinary research space. So in another podcast, we were talking about um, ethical leadership challenges and then kind of what do you do after? And I mentioned some PR theories that I thought would be helpful in kind of making that bridge. And it made me think, like, I, I wonder where those bridges exist and is there a space where those bridges exist? So it just made me think of that randomly off the top of my head. But we've taken up plenty of your time today. We want to thank y'all so much for being here. We appreciate your work, your leadership of the ILA member community. We're going to encourage folks to join and attend and publish and support the good work that you're doing. We also want to wish you best of luck as you continue teaching and writing for yourselves. And as you enter the summer, I I hope and send out good vibes that it's less or there's some downtime and you can relax. and and take a little breather. I know I will be taking a little breather um, this summer, so I hope y'all get to do the same. But again, we appreciate you being on the show.
2: Thanks for asking.
0: Do you connect with Leadership Educators virtually? Please follow us on social media. Search the Leadership Educator Podcast on LinkedIn to find our page. And find us on Twitter at Lead Educator Pod for episode release information, show notes, and upcoming events. You can connect with me on Twitter at Dr. Underscore Leadership. And Lauren is at M-R-S-L-A-U-R-J-B. That's Miss Laura J-B. You can find the episodes wherever podcasts are available. We also encourage you to please subscribe at TheLeadershipEducator.com and rate us five stars as the more you rate us, the easier it is for others to find us.
1: We'd like to thank the James M. Cox Jr. Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership within the Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Georgia. The support was facilitated by Dr. Keith Herndon, William S. Morris Chair in News Strategy and Management.
0: And our wonderful theme music was composed, performed and mixed by Dr. Matt White, trumpeter, composer, and associate professor and chair of jazz studies at the University of South Carolina. Check him out at mattwhitejazz.com. Matt, thank you so much for sharing your musical genius with our audience.
1: And finally, we are grateful for the support of two professional associations that are destinations for leadership educators. The Association of Leadership Educators and the International Leadership Association. ALE, which funded the start of the podcast, continues to promote our mission of continuing conversations with leadership professionals. Check out all that ALE has to offer at leadershipeducators.org. The global reach of the ILA has helped us to expand our listenership beyond our original borders. Check out the ILA's programs and resources at ilaglobalnetwork.org.